Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Ankle Pickers, welcome back. Another set the spread episode coming out early in the week for you. We're recording a little bit in advance, get out ahead of these lines. And actually, these lines just opened today. So we're going to hope to jump on some of these where we find the spots. Last week, we found spots and uh, we're coming back for more. Got the usual suspects once again, Dan and Reese here for Volkov Rosenstrike, UFC Vegas 56 in the Apex, 6 p.m. main card on Saturday, the 4th of June. It's a lot of information. You guys ready to roll? Oh, yeah. Four. Um, before we jump in, nice little shout out to Tony Gravely, ankle picker himself on the prelims card of this one. Looking forward to that fight, as always. Hope to get him on probably afterwards. Uh, break break down his fight. Break down another win, hopefully. That almost, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. That guy, that guy. If it, I, I know this bout order is not settled yet. They have te- on topology. They have him opening it as the curtain jerker. That's true. Get this man a main card. I mean, they're doing him dirty by not giving him a main card. He's an exciting fighter who is pretty on that fringe of getting ranked here. So that's that's a crime. Especially at that weight, he's a guy that, you know, induces some finishes. For sure. Um, all right, let's jump in. Dan's coming off the most recent win. Reese still leads the season series 9-7. Still hurts to hear. Still hurts. Well, here we go. First fight. And again, bout order is probably a little bit out of order here, but we're going to go first fight that we go through. Ode Osborne, Zaruk Adeshev. Dan, go for it. This one is a... Uh... It's going to be a fun fight. Odie Osborne um, has proven to be very capable. Aside from that loss to Manel Cape, um, he's impressed me it, it, with, one, his grappling, and, two, just being long and being able to stay behind the jab. And Zarouk is going to be really looking to get his um, UFC career back on track. I know he has that win over Ryan Benoit, but um, – I'm not sure if Ryan Benoit is still even signed. So a win over Odie Osborne is going to do huge things for his career if he can pull it off. I have to imagine that Zarouk's going to be the dog just with the four and three record. Um, but o- Odie's not like a world beater. I have Odie as a pretty decent favorite, though. Um, I'm going to go with minus 170. Yeah, that's a pretty safe line here. What's so weird is uh, Adeshev, it almost feels like he's got something on Dana White or his brothers. You know, I mean, he's four and three. He made his UFC debut at two and one. So, or three and one. But so that that's just, you never see that. You see guys who go on five-year win streaks and don't get their call. And you got a guy who's three and one, drops two, and is, and still gets a third bout with the UFC. It's an interesting one. Lost to Dyson Nam, lost to Sumadergi, then a win over Ryan Benoit. 
I guarantee you I lost money on that Ryan Benoit fight, by the way. I would also guarantee you love that man. But then you got another guy on the other side who also kind of has had an interesting UFC career. I think a lot of people put a lot of respect on Odie's name for sure. That That's not the issue. But what's weird is he comes in, he's fighting it. Is this fight at flyweight uh, or bantamweight? Am I allowed to be flyweight? Should be flyweight. So he fought Kelleher at bantamweight. And then he fought Jerome Rivera at, let's see, at featherweight. I knew he was bouncing around a lot. And then he went back down to flyweight to fight Manel Cape and I believe CJ Begar as well. Yeah, CJ Begar. So now he's found his comfortable home, but he's in an interesting UFC career with just picking and choosing when his weight is and where he's fighting at. But so clearly has a big frame for flyweight. He's fast as all hell. And he was putting together a good round against Manel Cape before he got caught. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in and out of there quick. He finished Jerome Rivera at 45, mind you. So he's got that level type of finishing. Dan, you said 170. I'm going to say 180. And, you know, that's just me being more concerned about what the UFC sees in Adeshev for him to still be here than a knock on Ode Osborne. So I think a lot of other people would be minus significantly more. Um, but it's this one just feels like a trap line to me. So let's go Ode Osborne minus 180. Opened a couple hours ago, Ode minus 280. Mm. It's come down pretty right away, but Not only enough. 200. Yeah. Great point, yeah, Reese. It's just weird. It's weird. I, something's going on with, with Adeshev. He shouldn't be in the UFC um based on his record and and his pre so the whole thing just reeks and so this is one i'm probably going to stay away from because i don't understand who this Adeshev guy is <laughs> uh reese is going to lead off the second fight here women's flyweight aaron blanchfield and jj aldrich yeah so this game is the aaron blanchfield and then the question is how high she's coming off wins over miranda maverick which is really, I was about to read off a bunch, but it, I mean, Sarah Alpar, I believe is already cut. So Miranda Maverick, um, but nonetheless, I mean, that's a big time win uh, and it's a big time step up in competition. She proved it. Her only loss being Tracy Cortez, who has a UFC name of her own right. So um, congrats there. She's beaten other UFC caliber talent, but it was earlier on in her career, uh, like Kay Hansen, who I know will make it back. So the real fights to go off of is the Miranda Maverick fight. JJ Aldridge on the other side was on a season of tough. She has a, I would say a mixed UFC career, some being very good, other being questionable. And then obviously she's had weight issues. No, that's Aspen lad. JJ Aldridge is still fine. Um, but they look alike. But so she's, I mean, she's a mixed bag. She got a split decision, barely got the nod against Courtney Casey, who's nine and eight, nine and nine after that loss. And then you got wins, or that's that's a win she got. And then, you know, losses against Sabina Mazza, who I think is also cut. So I, I don't know. It's, it's really just going to be how big for Aaron Blanchfield. And I'm going to go big. I'm going to go Aaron Blanchfield minus 280. I agree with everything you said. I don't have a lot to add. Um, it's really about where and how much respect or where you factor in and how much respect you want to put on JJ Aldrich's slight 
and I, I, I want to say slight, but experience advantage. I mean, we're talking about the ultimate fighter and we're talking about just a couple of, uh, a couple of UFC fights. Just age too, man. But yeah. you're right on it. Yeah. But I'm with Reese. I think that Aaron is an absolute stud in this division. We've talked a lot about this new generation of um, flyweights coming into the division and looking crazy impressive. And Aaron Blanchfield dominated Miranda Maverick, someone we consider in that same generation, in that same caliber of fighters. It's got to it's got to lead me to believe Aaron's at the top of that new generation. I'm gonna go bigger than you. Yeah, I that doesn't bother me at all. You can go way bigger. I I wouldn't be. Sure. Yeah, it's it, it's just because it's women's MMA. Understand. And we know that there's gonna be a stupid line. I think there's gonna be a three in front of it. I don't think it's gonna get all the way to three fifty. Let's go three forty. Three seventy, Blanchfield. What did wow. I open at? 275. So it's it's moved almost 100 points in just a few hours. Yeah. And I drilled it, it open and moved. And you want to know what's even worse? It's going to go higher. Yep. No one, no one's like sitting or no one's walking up to the window until fight night with a JJ Aldrich ticket. There's absolutely 100%. no one doing it. 100%. Non fight night, it's still going to be few and far between. There's going to be a 100%. lot of Aaron uh, Blanchfield parlays. Hell, I'll probably even be on an Aaron Blanchfield parlay. But, um, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of JJ Aldridge tickets. I'll bet. Hundred uh, percent. Flyweight bout next up: Jeff Molina and Zagas Magulov. Dan, lead it off. Yeah, Jeff Molina has really impressed me. He's been, um, I think, a slight favorite or near even in every single one of his uh, UFC fights. Up to this point, a glory MMA guy. So, you know, James Krause is going to be in his corner. You know that he has a lot of work with Tim Elliott being the same. Um, whatever. Uh, weight. Weight class. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that escaped me for so long. But I also want to put a lot of respect on Zalga Zumagulov. He's a guy we backed against Amir Albazi, a uh, fight where I think he just ran out of gas after dominating for maybe a round and, and then a close round. Um but definitely a guy who can put it on you, who's going to try and take you down, try and be the aggressor. Um, I'm not sure about Jeff Molina's takedown defense. That's um, the only really thing, but I think that he's going to be the better striker as long as this stays standing. And I know that Jeff Molina is going to have a pretty significant cardio advantage. So I'm confident to say that he's going to be the favorite. He's on a huge win streak. Zalgas has been a little bit up and down. Um, but I don't think it's going to be big. I I have a lot of respect for Zalgas. So I, I'm confident that we're going to have Jeff as a favorite. I don't know how big to make it. I'm going to go with Jeff Molina, minus 145. Yeah. See, Dan, you're, you're all over it. I mean – this is one of those that Jeff Molina, especially, I know, has. I don't want to say like a ton of hype. Like he's not the guy. Like he's not at like that elite, elite. Like oh, this guy's gonna hold gold. But there's a lot of people who believe in this guy and what he brings to the table, and and reasonably so. I mean, he he got a really good win over who was it? Daniel De Silva, but there was a better one. That because that was a Connor Wright. 
Oh, uh, Agori Liang or Al, Al, Al Gori Liang. Um, Yamit's decision there too. So he's 3-0 and under the UFC banner, 2-0 and like officially in the UFC and in the contender series. Zuma Gulov is someone that Danny and I are really high on. Time and time again, it's seemingly that Danny and I are really high on him. But he's 1-3 uh, under the UFC banner. So a significantly different um, – you know, success under the UFC banner. What's so weird though, is before UFC, Dan, he's beating Tyson Nan. He's beating Tagir Ulanbekov. He's, uh, he's beating, those are really the, the names that stand out. But, but I mean, those are names. Big and names. so, and so th- this one, Zuma Gulov's always hard to bet. It's, it's weird. I, you said 45, Dan. I believe yep. Jeff is going to get more love than that. Especially okay. with James Krause and glory, especially with the hype from under him. I think people will look at the record too and, and put a little bit more. I think we're more at a niche Zuma Gulov market, you and I. So I'm going to go Jeff Molina minus 170. No need for the prices, right? Zuma Gulov plus 150. No need for the prices, right? No action yet on this line movement, but minus 200 Molina. Mm. Good call, Reese. Thanks, thanks. It, it's what it came down to, honestly, Dan, is I know you and I love <laughs> Zuma Gulov, and I, I think we might be unique in that. And not that other people don't love him, but I think that we have natural biases a little bit. Uh, 2-1 Reese, headed into a featherweight bout here. Reese will lead off. This one I'm very much looking forward to. I know that these guys are too. Uh, Dan Ige and Osar Evel. Real quick before you get into it, Reese. Danny Ige's management, man, they're doing him a little dirty. Yeah. EKZ, Josh Emmett, Mozart Avalov, Calvin Cater, like Edson Barbosa and his last like six. It's <laughs> it's a tough six. <laughs> no, it's 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 and, and the worst part too is his nickname's 50k because what he brings to the table is incredible. I mean, he's shown to be electric. Um, it's definitely a wild one. Am I leading this one off or is Danny? Reese, go for it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And also, quick sidebar, there's a couple on this card that I would not be upset if we did for – I mean, there, this is a good card for a fight night card other than um, – the main event. So no, for I, real, there's going to be a lot right? of really close matchups and, and just really yeah. fun fights. You mentioned Gra- uh, Gravely, uh, Gravely, sorry, uh, Johnny Munoz, yep. Joe Selecki, my dude, Alex De Silva, Selecki, I saw Damon too. Jackson, Derek Minner. Yep. Uh, it's a fun card. It's a fun yeah. card. It's one that first glance you might not think too much about, but it's a low key fun card. So uh, Danny gave Mozart Evelev. I mean, he- here's what, here's what stinks is what Dan said. Whoever's managing Danny Gay is throwing this man to the grinder. And I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC is like, hey, he takes all these fights. We got his back. You know, win or lose, he gets another one. Because even his wins are like Mizrod Bektik, Edson Barbosa, Gavin Tucker. Like, those guys are killers, man. 17-1 and Kevin Aguilar, which is obviously not as – has not aged to be incredible. But still, it's just wild. Jordan Griffin, a savvy veteran. So Julio Arce, enough, dude, this guy's been through the grind. Movzar Evelev is no different. This is going to be the best guy to date, I would imagine. He might not be the most polished, 
He's still young. Um, but I mean, he's beaten veterans like Nick Lentz, albeit it was much closer than anyone expected. He's beat guys with ex- incredible speed and stand up in Hakeem uh, Dawadu. Not to mention he's finished other uh, prospects at the same level. I mean, Sergey Morozov. A huge one. Yeah. Huge one. So as much as I love Danny Gay, I think Danny and I are going to be tight roping the how high for Movzar Evelev. I'm going to go. I think the teeter-totter line, Dan, for me, and I don't know if you see it similarly, is that 200 line. Is it over or under 200? Is it 180 or 190 for Mozart, or is it like 210, 220? I would be yeah. hard-pressed to think it's higher than that in favor of Mozart. I think I'm going to lean the under, and I'm going to go – I'm going to go Mozart Evelev minus 200 flat and put the ball in your court. I like that move. I think that's a really smart move in terms of just uh, whatever, playing our set-the-spread game. I got to go under. I'm going to be betting Danny, I think, in this fight. As much as I'm a huge fan of Mozart and think that absolutely this guy is the limit, we've seen him in some awkward situations. We've seen him in some situations where he's supposed to be much more dominant and a much uh, more, I guess, creative fighter at getting himself out of these bad situations. And you mentioned that Nick Lentz fight. And that that should have been that should have been way more one sided. I've got to go under you for that reason, so I'm going to go minus one eighty five, Mosar Evlov. But like we like we say a lot on these set the spreads, it's trajectories. We've got one guy trending downwards and one guy trending upwards, and at this point, it feels like Danny Gay is fighting to just keep that nickname, almost like it's his title of if I can make another exciting fight, like you said, they won't cut me. And maybe I'll get a bonus, but it's not so much like he thinks that he can take the even the Calvin Caters and 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 climb that ladder. Point and match, Reese oh. minus two fifty, Evelev. Dan, I, I was gonna, I was leaning towards the under. I was gonna say one ninety or one eighty, so I'm happy. I I, I wouldn't have gone over your one ninety one eighty. It would just force me to keep going. Pontificate, yeah, I would have talked yeah. for way more. What a waste you know of what? your time. <laughs> you know what, man? I, I'm not even I, – I, I honestly think we're in a good spot. I think both of us find it bettable to bet Ige, I would believe. Um, yeah. So that's always fun. I always it's not one where I'm running to the boat where I, because, I mean, differently than we talked about on the last set the spread, I do see a lot of people still betting Evelov at, at 200 or at 220, 230. I mean, even the casuals on fight night coming in seeing, oh, this new Russian guy whose name ends with a V against Danny Ige. I've seen Danny Ige smoked before. I think I think we'll see that price go up. I'm not rushing, is all I'm saying. No, I don't disagree with you. We've got a fun main event here still that we're going to run through. Volkov and Rosenstrike. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Dan, go forward. If you want to lead things off. Um, I think there's going to be a great fight. Uh, for Volkov to take to get back in the right direction. And um, we talk a lot about both these guys being some of the higher level kickboxers within the heavyweight division. And this is your quintessential like European kickboxer versus Muay Thai kickboxer should be a clash of styles, but I'm not so much looking into that aspect is I am just looking into I think Volkov's a lot better of, of a striker 
I, I, it's not so much. I think that European kickboxing is better than when you bring in those elbows and knees. I just think that Volkov's way more effective when they're on the feet. And aside from something similar to the Uberim Biggie Boy fight, where Biggie Boy just lands that one shot that I mean no one can stop. I see this being Volkov's fight. We've got something talking to me. Robots are speaking. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll give my number and then mute so I can solve this robot problem. But I'm going to go with Volkov minus 180. 85. I'm going to go tighter just because that last performance by Volkov was so abysmal. And I know it's against Tom Aspinall, so it's nothing to freak out about. But it was a tough, tough, tough scene. I'm going to go 170 for Volkov. Minus 170. Volkov, 160. Come on! Yes, yes, yes. I just had no chance this card. Yeah, I'm built different. Back to three, baby. That's what we needed. I'm feeling chipper again, country club. Three-week lead, 10-7 Reese on the year. I'm feeling chipper again. All right, we've got more coming at you later this week. We've got activity on TikTok at, at Ankle Podcast. Literally every single person who clicks the sub makes my whole day because I spend way too much time on this. But so. also subscribe to our YouTube. We're posting these there. We're posting these everywhere. Uh, we might even get some clips up onto our Instagram. We, we should. Here is set the spread. There is set the spread. Everywhere is set the spread. We are covering socials. So uh, find us where you can find us. You can put a little twinkle in Reese's eye for TikTok in particular, though. And uh, we'll see you later in the week. Reese, close us up. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.